You're listening to Climate Solutions. I'm your host, Garland Miles, here to share how those of us in agriculture can help solve climate change. Climate change is a danger to this country. Some Americans want to address a fundamental problem in fighting climate change. It's the problem of how to imagine solutions. Human activities from to overpopulation are driving up the Earth's temperature. And Groups of students across America say they will skip around. class tomorrow for the first national school strike over climate change. Climate change is already affecting people, ecosystems, that will require unprecedented transitions in all aspects of society. But they need to take collaborative and coordinated action if we're actually going to achieve a goal of 1.5 degrees warming. What you just heard are various news clips about the single most important issue of our era. Climate change, and in our case, how it will affect worldwide agriculture, is an incredibly important problem for us to address. Due to rising global temperatures, we are facing everything from extreme weather events to ecological disruption. Droughts, floods, and hurricanes threaten crops and food animals. Population changes damage the balance of ecosystems our crops depend on for pollination, nutrition, and pest resistance. The results become ever more drastic the longer we continue to operate as we have been. So, as agriculturalists, what do we do? Here's what. Mitigating climate change will require swift and immediate action across all facets of U.S. agriculture. From reduction in fertilizer use and animal products to expanded research and crop breeding, we must change how we grow our food in order to ensure we can keep providing it for the future of humanity. Today, I'm going to talk about three things. What is happening, what can be done about it, and how best to do that. The question you may be asking is, what is agriculture's role in climate change? Well, for better or worse, agriculture isn't the greatest source of America's greenhouse gas emissions. According to the EPA, agriculture is responsible for 9% of our country's GHG production. Among those, the greatest contributor among agriculture is crop cultivation at nearly 50%. Livestock emissions contribute to roughly 40%, while fuel combustion contributes only about 8 However, the problem lies not only in that these emissions have been steadily increasing over the decades, but that agriculture will be uniquely impacted by climate change. Any negative disruption directly affects our food supply. While projections differ as to how much climate change will damage food production, A study by SNCO puts the highest potential crop losses at 80%. The risk climate change poses is far too great for us to ignore. Any contribution is enough. So, what options do we have? As I previously mentioned, the two greatest areas we need to focus on are crops and livestock. In regards to crops, the EPA specifies that nitrogen fertilizer application especially synthetic nitrogen, is a significant source of nitrous oxide emissions. Any monitoring of excess nitrogen application is important, but there's one technique that may prove particularly beneficial under the right circumstances. Organic farming. A study by Sileleba and Mueller-Lindenloth proposes that, due to the careful management of nutrients involved in organic farming, Widespread use could reduce agricultural GHG emissions by 20%. 
Additionally, the increase in organic soil matter and diversification may increase crop resilience to extreme weather conditions caused by climate change. While more research must be done on how to implement organic systems on a larger scale, there is a market incentive for farmers to adopt it due to the higher income of organic production's target demographic. As for livestock production, it's mainly ruminants like cows that cause much of the problem. Their digestive processes releases a lot of methane, a major greenhouse gas. Additionally, the way livestock manure is stored can release even more methane from the decomposition process. A study by Chatwick et al. expands upon means of manure management. Applying manure in fields at an optimal time can reduce nitrous oxide emissions from the soil and, alternatively, anaerobic digestion of livestock manure can reduce methane emissions during storage. Monitoring the dry matter content and temperature of manure are also key in reducing GHG emissions. That's some information on techniques to incorporate climate change mitigating efforts into farms, but how can this be incorporated into broader, widespread change? I found a couple studies that touch upon that. One study, by Smith and Skinner, takes example from Canadian efforts, actually. They split adaption options into four categories. Technological developments, government programs, farm production practices, and farm financial management. I've put a lot of focus today on production practices, as that's what a lot of us have had the most direct ability to change. However, mitigating climate change requires all of these groups to work together and implement adaptions that support one another. In regard to that, a study by Anwar et al. emphasizes the importance of planned transformational changes. It's going to take a lot more than single individuals acting independently in order for us to effectively adapt to changing climate. The study also recommends expanding work in crop breeding, genetics, and climate forecasting. The suggested plan of action is also to create short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals that prepare one stage of the plan for the next. These are all long-term plans that take a significant amount of coordination to achieve. But there are many things that you can do right now to work towards that goal. For one, call your senators. Send them a message and push for them to make active efforts towards climate change mitigation. Use everything you've learned in this podcast today. Your House representative will vary based on your district, but Senators Richard Burr and Tom Tillis represent the entire state of North Carolina, no matter where you live. Let me give you their phone numbers now, actually. Uh, Senator Burr is 202-224-3154, and Tillis's number is 202-224-6342. That's, again, 202 202- 224-3154 and 202-224-6342. Now, if you're looking for your House representative, you can find their number at www.house.gov. Additionally, see what you can do to incorporate some of these techniques you learned here today into your own agricultural practices. Contact NC State Extension and ask them how you can best incorporate climate-friendly practices into your farm. You can visit their website at www.ces.ncsu.edu or call them at 919-515-2813.
That's 919-515-2813. Thank you for listening to Climate Solutions. I want to take a moment to thank my audio sources. The intro and outro music you're listening to now is Enthusiast by Taurus. News clips are from NPR, National Geographic, CBS, and Time. Now, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram under Climb Solutions. That's C-L-I-M underscore solutions to stay updated on the latest climate news as well as future podcast updates. Look forward to a new episode every month as Climate Solutions kicks off on a regular schedule. Thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.